Hi guys. Hey. Hi guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to life. Life in full effect. You're with myself, Saliha. You're one. You're only Ruth. And me, Odie. Welcome back to life, guys. We hope you're all doing well. And welcome back to another yes. episode in our self series. Our self series of sharing encouragement, um, life lessons, and faith. And we hope that you've received some encouragement from the things that we've been saying. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Please. you have enjoyed um, I love how you tentatively yeah. just like slid that in there. Like, I hope this is actually yeah. been, um, encouraging. Yeah, we haven't just been, you know, blabbing, blabbing on. But we hope that through our um, experiences, um, you guys have received some encouragement. I know that you're not in this alone. You're not in this whole life business alone. We have online friends and online sisters who are here to share their experiences with you. Exactly, precisely yes. that. But how have you guys been doing? How is life treating you? Is life lifing? Life is always lifing. <laughs> when is life never not lifing? Can I just share something about my day today? I actually, I don't know how, this is not relevant at all. So it's a massive deviation, but I scratched my car. So that's oh, how that's life beautiful. is doing me today. <laughs> is this your first time? Yes. Or yeah. is like, oh. <laughs> or is like something that I do for fun. <laughs> It's a regular occurrence. No, like, no wonder. Exactly. No wonder it's such a monumental Literally. Wow. Really, like, I was genuinely heartbroken. Like, the paint has oh. come off. So, I literally need to, I have to fix it either, like, literally this weekend or it's next weekend. It is quite, well, I guess, you know what? It's probably a first world problem. Like, I'm definitely grateful for, like, life and I could have been hurt potentially. So, all of that. Now, have you seen those cars with, like, the exhaust is falling off? Literally different But I feel like, I don't, I'm so sorry, guys, but I think I judged them. And that is why, like, the paint off my car is, like, a step too far. I guess you're just thinking that everybody's <laughs> judging you in the same way, but no one. Really well, I'm judging myself. That's the thing. I'm judging me. <laughs> That's the problem. No one is really. But yeah. It's worse. It's always worse to the person who owns the car, but no one really notices half these things. As long as the car is functioning, it's on the road. It's roadworthy. No, I've absolutely not. No, like it's so basically got damaged, and it. And if you heard the sound that that like metal bar thing made when it touched my car it was piercing it was so horrible and yes that's my day and it happened at work imagine of all places like first thing in the morning arriving at work but either way that's what's happening in life right now for me (laughs) well how have you guys been i've been good i think um life has been lifing as per usual um but i'm just learning that um with these sort of situations or situations that arrive in um, arise in life, you just have to decide how you want to respond. You can either just be like, why is it happening to me? Why is this happening at all? I can't believe I'm in this situation. I'm going to be upset. Or you can just decide that, okay, there's a solution either way and I'm going to solve it and I'm going to move on with my life. And I think the approach, having that approach, regardless of, is what I'm learning and it makes your life so much easier you don't have to panic about every small thing every little detail there's really no point so even though I am not going into detail about how my life is life my life is lifing wow that's strong and the thing about being an adult is you still have to keep functioning like you know your commitments are still there tomorrow you can't just like literally what you said something happens and you just you know 
down in the dumps, <laughs> licking your wounds. You just have to get up and continue. With life lifing and you having to kind of deal with what life is doing at you, but also function, have there, has there ever been a time when you really struggled to prioritize yourself or, or like, was there like a monumental time in your life where you were like, you know what, this really gave you kind of like the foundation or the grit to kind of do this whole adulting thing? Oh, damn. Well, thank you for asking me about my week. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just thought just I was being right. a bench warmer right now. Audie just, I'm sorry, like, Audie just, like, went deep. She just had a nice thing. Stop complaining. I'm not complaining. I was patiently listening to you, okay? And I was relating on a spiritual level. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Complain. I don't mind her. How was your week? Oh, no, it's not as juicy and as interesting. Okay, I lie. Anyways, so this week, <laughs> to be fair, I, I have to say, like, honestly, I 100% relate with what Audie said. And it, there's just a sense of freedom that comes with understanding that you cannot be in control of everything that happens and that when things do happen, it's not always your immediate responsibility to fix it. Sometimes you just let go and just let God. And I've just been experiencing a different kind of level of peace um, that I actually can't explain, but I'm just happy to approach each and every day as like, right today, I don't need to have a strategic plan as to how to tackle my current problems, foreseeable problems and other problems that might come tomorrow. I'm just gonna live today with the belief that God has got me and just do what is right and just live. That's it, that's it. What else can you do, honestly? I do get what you mean though, because I think there was a, there was, for me, there was a monumental or a, a period of time that really kind of shook me that really, that made me realize that, you know, like you can plan all you want, but whatever's going to happen in a way is kind of going to happen. And you just have to figure out how you're going to cope with it and how you're going to move forward essentially. But um, I think that had to happen for me to realize that I can't plan everything because I'm kind of like a planner. And I think ahead, if something goes wrong, I need to fix it like, you know, as soon as possible. So it's definitely something I had to learn, but I mean, I'm curious to know, did you guys, was there a, a time period or has something actually happened that made you kind of just be like, you know what, it's not me, it's not my might. Like I have to just see what happens and see where this goes and just kind of essentially go with the flow. Right? Life just humbles you. <laughs> I think wow. there's only so many times like, there's only so many times that you can plan for something and it doesn't go the way you envisioned it. But you have to sit down and understand that, okay, no matter how much I plan, no matter how much I set things in place, certain things cannot always happen the way I want it to happen. And I think you just have to understand that you can't, <laughs> you can't overdo yourself. At the end of the day, it is you that has to do it. I don't know how to put it into words, like you can't exhaust yourself and then expect yourself to have yourself if that makes sense i think i understand so basically you're saying you can't be empty and expect to have left. <laughs> exactly do you know what i mean like <laughs> 
you can't keep fighting and fighting and then think that when the when the war comes you're still gonna have energy to keep going and battle these problems so let me in- interpret what we're choose your battles <laughs> choose your battles wisely <laughs> <laughs> let me interpret yeah i just realized that there is a greater power that is more than happy to but, do the legwork that's more than happy to secure you and you just have to just depend on him and take each day as it comes by the way guys this is a side hustle to what my week (laughs) is but anyway (laughs) because the girl this week i've been encountering mad folks (laughs) people just want to tell ruth about like their life story and things they're going through I don't want to say oversharing because, you know, to them, it's not oversharing. <laughs> no, it's because Ruth just walks around smiling. <laughs> it's because she walks around every situation Ruth smiles. Really? But it's kind of annoying. And <laughs> but, that, but that's just the thing. It's not always appropriate for her to be smiling. <laughs> she looks approachable. But I don't know what she's thinking behind her eyes. But I don't think she wants you to be t- telling her all, um, all your problems. But I guess it's a nice thing. It's a gift. No, isn't but it? the thing is, guys, I don't look for trouble, trouble <laughs> for me. She does want to know because she likes to help. I was <laughs> It's beyond you. It honestly supersedes my abilities because. And so basically, work has been very eventful this week. There's been a lot that's going on, and um, it's just crazy in terms of relationship issues health issues that have been brought into the workplace and everyone just needing to know how to conduct themselves because someone has decided to jam their personal life with professional life so all of a sudden you know (laughs) I love it I I know to what degree do you jam personal life and work life because they need to kind of know degree I was talking to my brother about that you know and he just he just said you tell them the bare minimums like you don't tell them concrete information about you you just tell them stuff that is like if they know the house you know you won't die like do you know what i mean because i do get you but i think it depends on the work environment to be honest um some yeah exactly you can make genuine friends but you need to be aware that like your work the people you work with you're Mm. you're with them a lot so you have to build some sort of connection but you also have to keep something for yourself because it's when people begin yeah. to um, entangle their work Absolutely. life with their personal life mm-hmm. that you can't separate it. That's why you have some really toxic workplaces. I worked mm-hmm. in a workplace that, oh my goodness, the things people used to get upset yeah. about, you wonder, why are you so invested in this? And you realize that it's because they have such a terrible home life that they prioritize their work life made it like the most important thing they've created this environment where every small thing matters to like it matters of course it's work you want to have a good environment but like you also need to realize that some of these people at work don't owe you anything they don't care about you in the same way your family would care about you at all Please don't, please don't make uncomfortable for everybody. And, and I think the sense of entitlement that comes with like, once you've broken that boundary or broken that seal of oversharing, like obviously with what I said um, at work, it's just the next day, you can't almost 
like retract everything you've said or the level of intimacy of the information of you've given. Not. So like the first thing that happened was, oh, so what's happened? Has this person got back to you? So from yesterday, what's the new update? It's like now you almost owe them like, you know, a series. It's a series that cannot finish. It's an episode that needs continuation. You can't. I think Ruth is in the best position because you always <laughs> want to be the listener. You never want to be the talker ever. But to be fair, the thing is now people are saying I'm unempathetic at work. Uh, there we go. Yeah, you missed that because you don't share every detail about your life. But that's the thing. Like someone was literally telling me at work that you've been working here for several months, and I don't even know if you live with your family, if you have any siblings. And Did I'm you like, ask? literally, I'm like, but I'm turning up every day. <laughs> like. <laughs> Did you ask? To be fair, I feel like you guys have a different take because my, I, I would say, um, I, I do get where you're coming from, don't get me wrong, but I think, I do believe that there should be a, a boundary and I think boundaries are extremely important. Um, I don't know, like, I guess my workplace is different. It kind of feels like a little mini, like, work family. Um, I wouldn't say they know every detail about my life, but I, but I think... I don't know. I think sometimes it depends because at work you meet different people. You meet people who live at home or people who live alone and have moved for work. So you kind of get people to different degrees who are willing to do X, Y, Z or go to, you know, tell you different aspects of their life to various degrees. So I think that's just some other things that impact it. But I think something that I was thinking of was that, I mean, for me, I think I probably experienced this more so at university. But now as an adult, you know, when you go through things in life, you still have to turn up to work like there's still a responsibility and you still have to like show up to your to your other responsibilities except from work and some of the things we deal with in life is like finances job insecure well financial insecurity job insecurities losing friends losing which i think is actually quite common like losing friends not necessarily because of big blowouts or anything but life has there been scenarios where this has happened like how do you cope with how do you guys both essentially evolving as a as an individual i don't i don't know i've always been that kind of person where like i've only seen work as i need to do this to make money and even if i'm really upset about something i don't take it with me to work do you know what i mean or even if i take it with me to work i know that i'm not going to be telling i've never been a big sharer anyway in terms of like things that are happening in my life because i i just wasn't brought up to be a big sharer whether that's good or bad is beside the point but i think compartmentalizing is important because when i go to work i'm going to work i'm going to make my money to go home to sleep so that i have a roof over my head <laughs> i'm not going like i i've always just separated things and i just feel like when i'm at home i can deal with the circumstances that like are making me upset making me sad because i like i said when Mm. you start to mix and muddle things up that's when you won't be able to separate any part of yourself um and you'll just be I, i just think it's exhausting and confusing when so much of yourself is at work but it's actually really important to have work friends because when you know how you asked about oh um have you been through a really difficult time i think maybe in my first workplace was probably when i had the most difficult time because i didn't really feel like part of the team Mm. and of course you're showing up there every single day for seven and a half hours a day i mean and it felt like i was spending most of my life with these people and as 
as nice as they were, it still felt like I wasn't integrated. And I, I guess to some extent, like I could have um, helped that situation. But the factors that I think contributed to my probably decline in my mental health at that, at that time was there was a new job. Um, it was the first time I had ever done anything like that. So of course there's all this like self-doubts that I was experiencing coupled with the fact that I was commuting quite a long way and I think seasonal depression is a big thing I agree um, yeah so it we started it was nice and sunny it was great then we get to winter <laughs> you don't see any sunlight you're inside 24 like not 24 7 but seven and a half hours of the day of the day by the time you go home it's dark when you wake up it's dark you go it was just a lot and before you know it I don't go into the workplace trying to not be friends. It, it would it's easier to be friends with everybody. Um, yeah, honestly, but I think, or not necessarily be friends, be friendly, be approachable. You know, friendly. But they had come from like mm. sort of like the same environment, the same town, so they had like all this backstory that they really, okay. yeah, they really like knew each other. Quite so you well. felt a bit like an outsider. Yeah, they've been working there for quite some time. Um, they all kind of. I think some of them mm. went to the same secondary school. Like it was that, it was, they were just that close yeah. in it. They were that close to each other. They'd been working at a previous job and they all moved to this job together. So it was just a lot. Um, and it's, it was hard to infiltrate something like that. And they were much older than I was, even if probably by like eight years, 10 years. So things that they were going through, I could not relate to. Like one woman was talking about her kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I couldn't put myself in her, into her shoes. I could only try and sympathize, but I couldn't understand. And in the same way, they couldn't understand where I was coming from. And then if you add in the fact that like race plays a big part um, in how you just understand the world. So there was just so many things that was going on um, and so many factors. And that meant like, I, 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 there was one day I was just like, I don't think I even want to shop in this place again. But like you said, with it's work, so you have to show up. You don't have a choice. You have to keep going. It is. Something that you said there, um, and I think we've, and even all of us actually have mentioned it, you know, in other episodes, are kind of like, you know, when you're going through, you know, broken friendships or whatever it is, finances, job insecurity, um, essentially when your mind is not at rest maybe some of the ways you could tell and how you can kind of like nip it in the bud and kind of start to reprioritize yourself like were there things that you are there things that you know for yourself <laughs> um you know when mm. this happens then I know that I'm not good and I need to kind mm. of like take a I step think back a and refocus question for myself because I, I like to keep on going if that makes sense like sometimes I'll be mm -hmm. so convinced of myself being okay that by the time I'm not okay I'm, I'm sorry by the time I'm not okay it, it's it's like red flags like I'm just a walking I'm a walking hazard um but obviously with time I've actually um I've told myself it's something that I actually need to look into to actually know that okay when certain things start to happen or when I start to feel this way I need to stop and just recal oh gosh English recalibrate <laughs> but yeah 
I just need to rejig and just just slow down. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that does let me know is when I struggle to focus. Like if or 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 I'm I'm extremely like just procrastinating like it would be very extreme like there will be something for me to do and I will do every other thing except from what will benefit me even if I don't like it because I'm just avoiding so Ruth you know how you said you kind of get to the point where it's just too much and then you yeah. you don't see the warning signs but is it that you don't see the warning signs or that you're not aware that these are the warning signs like i said because i've just been programmed to always keep on like just keep going and you know like <laughs> um so i don't know if i've just learned to overlook them but like i said as time like as time has gone on i have learnt to realize to actually spot them so i like i know they're happening but i feel like i have it under control like okay so what, what are like warning signs for you it's when i stop like prioritizing like things that i want to do for myself and mm-hmm. i distract myself with things that don't even matter and and i'd rather think that they have a higher importance than mm. what i need to do then I know, right, okay, Ruth, there's something that's... There's yeah, something you that's just stop running. Yes. So yeah. I guess you can say that I run. <laughs> <laughs> I run away from things that actually need to be done and occupy myself with things that, to be honest, I could decide to do next year. And um, for our listeners, what could be signs that, like, things are maybe not as they should be? How could they just kind of take a audit of their life and where they are currently i think sometimes a changed attitude um i feel like people for example i think irritability is probably one of i don't know actually because i don't mm. i think irritability is one because you just suddenly see that you can't withstand things that you probably would have been able to or having um, emotional outbursts that don't they're not um what's the word it doesn't, it doesn't measure up to yeah. the actual situation yeah i mean i i so, do i do agree that there's like irritability and stuff like that it's an aspect also other things like you know not engaging with others whether that be your family your friends etc and just having it can actually affect your outlook in life which we can delve into a little bit later i was trying to think of more personal examples of for myself i think it's just when i start doing things that help keep me um that help to calibrate me um so one of the things that's quite key key for me is going to the gym I find that the gym no matter how stressed I am if I go it helps to kind of just bring me back to earth and it helps me to process things and it helps me to see things a bit clearer um because from and another this is really bad and it's probably very unhelpful but another thing is sometimes because I do power through and I'm someone that like if something is up I do try and find solutions and stuff but this powering through is so funny because you've said it, I've said it, Ruth said it. I mean, is it just a common thread within? I just our think type like it's for me, anyways, making sure that I don't wallow. So it's like, okay, so there's a problem. How do we fix it? And I'm quite pragmatic. I think I'm very, I'm very, even though I can be emotional or be sad about something, I'm very pragmatic in my approach or how I'm going to 
find solutions. So there's that. But I think, and this is, might not be that helpful, but when it gets really bad or, you know, at times when I haven't understood myself well enough, um, I did used to have panic attacks back in the day, which is something that now I know myself a lot better. I can feel it a, a bit more, which is where the gym comes in. So I've actually been fine. But I think now I sometimes I don't really tell or I can tell. And so I start to, you know, having weeks or days where I just kind of like take a pause and take a step back. But now when it gets really bad, I just I just fall ill, <laughs> which is very unhelpful. <laughs> so that's my own telltale sign where I'm like, right, okay, I was I must have been really mm. tired because I think it affects my sleep or the quality of my sleep. And I don't know, it can just be like a very, very sad spiral. But I can usually tell when things yeah, are when happening. I'm going through something difficult, I just sleep loads. And then I wake up and I feel like I can. But that's the thing. The Even though I sleep a lot, it doesn't mean that it's the co- like the quality is the good. Yeah. So if I'm one of those people where it's so, it's very unhelpful. But I can dream about my problems. So if something is up or something is on my mind whilst I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about it, genuinely, actively trying to solve it. So if it's dear to me enough, I can wake up and actually have solved it. If that makes sense. So when lots of things are on my mm. mind, I don't actually sleep well. Even though. I wake up and I function so I'm very very high functioning but I guess for me I can kind of tell and I do try and take a step back but other things have been like just very pragmatic approaches so for work once every two weeks or three weeks I always have to have a day off (laughs) I literally cannot function without at least two days off in a month and that's just for myself um how do you have the annual leave everyone asks this well I don't know to be honest selecting me so I actually have to have a day off every two weeks or every three weeks um yeah but then a more recent thing which is I guess an update to everyone (laughs) recently I decided to go part-time as well so (laughs) (laughs) wow can you imagine (laughs) yeah I just Oh my god, my friend said something like that. She said, you know, I don't know if I want to continue. I said, girl, stop. Instead of me telling her, like, no, power through. I said, stop. (laughs) I know, she's setting the pace. And then by next year, we'll hear, I've just decided to early retire as well. I do think that at the end of the day, I think you have to realize that, you know, if I continue down this road, am I actually going to be as effective at work? Am I actually going to be, like... I feel like sometimes when everything is not aligning or you're not doing everything to care for yourself, it impacts the work you do, the quality of the work. And just like you're, I think you basically just need a balance essentially. And I realized that I needed that balance. And I also really wanted to um, just focus on other things that I've been doing and I don't know, just do, just have a more rounded life, I suppose, because the work is always there. The work will be the same. That's, I just felt like I wasn't really missing out on it if I mi- like went part-time. But obviously, I understand not everyone can do that. So I'm very lucky and grateful. But yeah, so essentially, I just think you have to be pragmatic about it. Like, know yourself and just care for yourself. Yeah, that's what I would say. But I did want to touch on, you know, when you are, when people do go through or when you guys have gone through, you know, off periods, Um, have you guys... Have you seen that that affected your outlook on life? Does it affect how you relate to people? Um, do you 
drive people away? Like what, what does that look like to like the relationships around you? Or how does that impact the relationships around you? Um, I think when I think of, when I think of that, it immediately takes me back to a certain point in my life when, um, <laughs> when I would say um, my closest friends thought, or at least thought, yeah, sorry, they thought I was depressed. Um, and I think one thing that one of my friends said that really stuck out to me was basically saying that I had a tendency of pushing people away. And he was basically, because bless him, he tried so much. Like this guy lived 20 minutes away and he would walk to um, my apartment. He'd knock on the door, he'd call and I'd be in. But I just, like, I, I wasn't in the mood to receive anybody. And so either I just tell him and say I'm not at home, even though he could probably see my shadow, um, through, um, like, just walking by or even see my lights on and stuff like that. And he would just be like, okay, sure, no problem. And he'd walk back home. And several times um, he'd reach out, he'd call and all of these things. And one time he caught me eventually anyways. And he basically said, like, whatever it is that you're going through right now, you and I both know it's temporary. But the way you're treating people or the the friendships that you might possibly break because of this attitude, that will be permanent. So he's basically saying, well, he was basically telling me that, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, don't basically take actions that would cause a permanent, like permanent damage to something that's a temporary problem that you eventually overcome. And I think for me, during that time, um, I did take a step back and realize that, you know what, you are pushing people away. People are trying to check upon you. People are trying to make sure that you're okay. A lot of people like Ruth, you're not smiling anymore. You don't, you always seem to be like, you know, distant or you're here, but you're not here. And I didn't understand. I was just like, I'm stressed. I've got things to do. I have work. I have coursework. I have exams. There's just a lot, but I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're not fine. You're not okay. And I didn't understand. And the weird thing was, I enjoy my company, but now it it was like me being my own company, but it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it. It was now that it was serving a different purpose, which was just, I don't know how to put it into words. It was just to avoid other people. And I preferred that. Um, So I think what you said was really interesting about how like what your friend said, I think you've actually mentioned that to me. And that's definitely something that stuck with me. Um, but I think sometimes you just forget that people genuinely care. And I think one thing I will mention is when people kind of show their care, I think sometimes people know you're going through something and it's not necessarily that they want you to necessarily tell them and go into detail if you don't want to. But I think just acknowledging the fact and I guess just responding with you know what I do know I'm not here like things are going on sometimes because I think sometimes people just shut themselves out don't have a conversation it kind of makes it seem like nothing is wrong even though things are wrong um but I don't think every time someone wants to care for you or be around it's because they you know they want to drag you into conversation about the problem 
against what which is something you don't want to do they just want you to know that they're there if that makes sense i think sometimes just just sit in silence and just be around but yeah i think that's exactly what i'm saying that's the first step you realizing that you're not okay and also almost having a like when you have friends that hold you accountable in terms of if they tell you that you're acting strange the kind of friends that make you kind of reflect and be like okay baby i'm actually not as okay as i think and you actually take their comments on board but i think the first step is actually realizing that okay this is not me behaving um you know my my normal the normal way i would or engaging in the way i normally would and if so many people are, if you know person one two three xyz are saying the same thing then at some point you have to take a step back and kind of look at the mirror reevaluate no i said food did it for me because <laughs> i was like someone was like do you know how many cookouts you've turned down and how many games that you said no to and i was like oh my gosh i was like I that's didn't true those are your things home. i said no um but yeah i was like yep there's really something wrong <laughs> something wrong um but yeah i think you you really did make a, a key point there about having certain friends or particular people that can hold your your character or your behaviors um accountable um, you know sometimes i think you don't even um it might not always be about accountability i think sometimes just talking to people that care about you reminds you that you're worth the time because you know when you go through certain episodes like this you it, you can become very like insular and start thinking things that might not necessarily be true or your outlook can become very pessimistic um you start thinking the world is one way and the way i think especially the way the world works or the way this society works because our parents always talk about this or my parents always talk about this how um the nigerian community back in nigeria is very communal so when somebody you don't see somebody on the street you ask about them if you don't see your neighbor coming outside you ask about them but especially for example for when i went to uni in london um it was really hard to see the same person twice, like except if they were on your course um, or anything like that. It was really hard to see people twice because it was just like, it's so big, nobody like, I don't know, London is just very, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just really hard to see people often. So sometimes people would be going through things and you'd have no clue whatsoever. Um, so that didn't encourage like a community sort of feel. Uh, and then in those kind of situations, sometimes it feels like because you're not seeing people a lot you, you kind of start m believing these things that might not necessarily be true but I always find that when I have conversations with my friends it might not necessarily be about what I'm going through but just interacting with them reminding myself that like I have you know these friendships that exist and these people like me for who I actually am finding or refinding what gives me joy because in those moments, like you don't have the desire to do anything or have fun at all, but finding what gives you joy and, and interacting with those people that you genuinely care and love reminds you of who you are and gives you this sense that, okay, there's people who I can actually speak to because sometimes you forget that like you can trust people with, you know, your own problems. Cause this is what I mean by how we said, we just like to power through. 
you're powering through it it's good to a certain extent but you cannot do any everything by yourself no man is an island and i think that's what always helps me just reminding myself that like you can actually share this you don't have to carry everything like there's no prize for carrying everything by yourself no one's going to clap for you because you're going to fall down at the end and and then people yeah that's what happens and then people say oh why didn't you say anything i could have helped you we didn't know you were going through all of this but you're there thinking oh let me power through there's no there's no use you know you sometimes you to? you don't realize how much help is actually around like they some people can actually contribute to the solution as well exactly what do they say if you want to go um as if you want to go quick go alone or if you and if you want to go, go far fast go with somebody else or if you want to go, go far, far yeah go with someone else exactly and i think that was my biggest lesson when i went to uni was learning that there's so much help out there and even taking it back to god like my prayer at uni used to just be like god just lead me to the people who will help me because you you'll see so many situations come up and you don't even know what to do but there's always somebody there that has an answer if you just you know i don't know if you're Let just them in. share do you know what i mean exactly that was something i was gonna say like everything you said Odie, i completely agree but I, you know the first step has to be yourself because no one knows until you tell them so it's just kind of you know when you're being insular, insular like you said making sure you almost kind of make yourself uncomfortable and share the issue or share the problem or discuss it so that people can support you and you can feel supported and a problem shared is a problem solved is that the saying i hope that i said it right um but yeah i mean another thing you can always do i know you already mentioned god as well but sometimes people prefer a third party because they you know they feel like they can talk to someone who doesn't know anything about them and they they don't need to worry about judgment and things like that so that's definitely something to consider you know if you do feel like you need to have you guys ever tried therapy um okay the fact i have to think about it i'm trying to think about it because i've definitely thought about it a lot Therapy is really expensive. I will, I will, That's I will have therapy though therapy. at some point. I think everyone should at least do. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. But... It is the thing. The thing was, um, one of um my former closest friends. We actually, we actually thought, okay, um, our friendship could really do with no some way. therapy, and we actually went as we went as far do as actually like. Therapy? seeking the best therapist wow um, who would be good for our friendship Damn. problems that's very we intentional you and because we were in uni because we were still in uni i think it was either for mm. free that time um well the first hour or so it was for free <laughs> and we actually we really really considered it and i'm just thinking if our friendship is <laughs> wow. level of of like, we, we not just no but i think that's um, beautiful <laughs> that you guys cared enough about the friendship to go through those you know to go to that extent but the thing is though yeah 
but I think the beauty of it is that once we looked into it and we thought, okay, after this one hour, what happens then? Because we can't table all our problems in one hour because that's the only free session we have. You were like, therapy on a budget. <laughs> They're like, um, after the one hour, are we friends or not? If this one hour doesn't end well, <laughs> like, we have to determine what goes next. You guys are funny. Oh so, my gosh. I know, we tried. <laughs> so at the end of the that, I think we just realized amongst ourselves that if we can't go or, you know, have therapy, we need to be able to, I don't know, speak to each other um, to table our problems. So we did this whole thing of like once every month or so, we just sit down and would literally just tell ourselves everything or we'd ask each other direct questions if there was something during the month or during the week or something that okay I think that I I did that might have annoyed you or you acted a particular way at this certain time is there a reason for that if there was how are you dealing with it how is everything and it was just like that allocated time after we've said everything we just move on um We'd literally table everything, say everything without condemnation, without judgment. After that, we'd move on. And that was it. And I think that worked effectively for the time that we practiced it. And then things... (laughs) And I think, yeah. Yeah, other problems... But then I guess it's good to know when to also, you know, know, put in place a boundary. And it is... I, I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, yes, I know I need therapy, but they didn't do anything about it. And like, we all just collectively agreed therapy is expensive, but whilst it's expensive, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, put forward some certain, um, you know, practices that might at least ease communication mm. in whichever friendship or relationship that you're in. You can't solely say the solution to whatever's going on is therapy and because I can't afford it or because this is this issue we're just gonna have to yeah I agree with what you said and it's definitely regardless of when you go to regardless of it whether you get a therapist or not the process of change is very much active on yourself and whoever is involved but I just remembered all these questions have we ever gone to therapy I just remembered I actually have I did go to therapy um yeah I have because I used to but it wasn't like you know as what did you say was it worth it um it was it was good I don't know like mine wasn't relational my the reason I my reason was very specific I had really bad anxiety um that I just did not know how to manage it was a good experience um she gave me some the therapist actually gave me some tools as to what I can do to um do to kind of mitigate the fact that you know I would you know I'd get like panic attacks and things like that or it can be it could it used to be really crippling but what I would say is whilst the techniques she gave me weren't weren't necessarily what I've what I adopted to do um to help to prevent them I do think having the conversation made me think deeper about it and kind of actively realize that okay I need to do xyz to protect myself um etc so I think it helped foster that conversation and helped get me thinking and I guess in in itself that helped to create some solutions for me personally but I do think everyone needs to go to therapy in general um 
I think it definitely helps, especially if you can. Um, I think what works with therapy, if you have a good therapist, is just the third party, somebody that, as strange as it sounds, doesn't know you that well. Um, and because you know when you're talking to some people that know you too well or they're too familiar with you, like sometimes they don't take into account your feelings or they don't take into account how you could be seeing things. I don't know how to explain what I I mean. But for example, like sometimes you can talk to your sibling, but they'll just be like, get over it. Like it kind of dismisses how you feel. But with somebody where it's their job to care about how you feel (laughs) is important. Yeah. And it's your time. It's your space. There's nobody fighting with you to, you know, to speak. It's just you and that person. And I think that's what I found the most helpful was that this person doesn't know me doesn't have i mean you can explain the context and not feel judged and there's no i don't know background story that me and you are are trying to resolve it was just felt like a fresh slate um and that was what was really helpful i think like you said just having someone to help you figure out or give you questions um that help you think deeply about what it is that you're going through why am i and sometimes the root the root of the Mm. problem exactly because sometimes things manifest and you don't exactly know where it's coming from you might have some idea but so having a third person look kind of like a have a bird's eye view they can make connections that you would have never made connections and i think you know the thing with therapies that um it can be really painful i don't know whether like you guys experienced this but when i was doing it sometimes i i didn't i didn't want to be there i was just like oh god not in a negative way but like because it forces you to confront things that you might not necessarily have wanted everyone quite a few people who've gone to therapy have said that actually yeah like what you just and i feel exhausted sometimes because i'm like oh god <laughs> here we go but i'm so <laughs> glad and i'm so happy that, like the woman that i had she was amazing she was so good um and it wasn't even like big things she just there were just little things that she did um and i remember there was one day i was telling her about something and i was telling her like how i felt like if i didn't achieve a certain thing i felt like my life would be over and she was just and i was just saying oh i want to do this but like i just you know i was just making all these excuses and catastrophizing and she was just like you just have to take one step just try like you don't even know but you're already assuming that all these things are going to happen and to somebody else Mm. that could have been a very like logical thing but in that moment i couldn't think it was monumental yeah i couldn't think past what i was going through and i'm i'm grateful to her because i've taken that outlook with me throughout like my life since um ever since then and I think it was worth every penny, honestly. It was worth every penny that I spent. I know that therapy is not cheap, which is unfortunate, but sometimes, sometimes it can be worth it. And it's necessary. Yeah, very um, I mean, I'm glad you had a good experience. It's definitely something I want to do at some point. But yeah, I think that I, for me, I think opening up to a stranger kind of seems worse in a way. I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see we'll see um but yeah like this has been such a an interesting episode and it was so i found it quite insightful hearing both of your stories like for example i didn't know audi had so much information about like therapy it was actually it's actually nice to hear someone who's gone through it firsthand and been like you know what that was actually like a good 
a good experience um and yeah like we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode and kind of gain something from it like Audie said you know it's part of our self series we hope you all learn how to prioritize yourself um and yeah we hopefully we'll catch you in the next episode but yeah thank you so much guys for listening and we'll catch you next time bye see you bye